Hello and welcome. I am your host, Jason, and this is The Real Heroes of E-Commerce. In this podcast, we flip the script and sit down with regular customers to get their perspective on online shopping and marketing. I hope it inspires ideas and strategies for your own e-commerce business. And today we are in for a treat. John Murphy is here. He founded e-bike generation five years ago and has a really niche audience that you wouldn't expect. And his stories show us just how valuable getting to know your customers really is. Okay, let's get to it. Hey, John, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Jason. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. So where are you calling in from? Um, so uh, I live in Italy, the southern region of Puglia, right down nice. the bottom of Italy. How is yeah, it there? It's cool. It's nice. It's, it's very hot. I'm actually all sunburned at the moment. Uh, so it's, it's, it's summer now, finally. So it's good. Very cool. All right. Well, today we were going to talk about, we're going to start off talking about you as a customer and then talk about your customers as a business owner. Mm. So how would you describe yourself as a consumer? Because I've been in e-com since 2017, I do, I do feel like I've got like inside information and it definitely shapes about like the way I shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I it even affects the way my wife shops as well online now because I tell her all the things that store owners do and to try, you know, to, um, like, so what I've noticed I've, I've been doing recently is, you know, how Facebook uh, is, or at least used to be very good at targeting interests and what you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found myself deliberately trying to not look at an ad on Facebook very long because I didn't want it to like change. I didn't, I didn't want it like to be influenced by my behavior if I stopped scrolling or something. But then I started, then I started using it to my advantage. If I saw an ad that I thought, oh, I would, I would, I might want to be reminded of that in a couple of days because I'm busy now, but maybe that sounds cool. I might even click on the ad and then just click back to Facebook and continue scrolling, knowing how the Facebook algorithm works. And it'll, it'll probably come up in my feed again pretty quickly, maybe when it's a better time. So I, um, I feel like I'm a bit like of a, an educated shopper just because mm-hmm. I know how the inner workings work from the e-com point of view. So I do tend to do a few of those things that I didn't do before. Mm-hmm. Um, I've shopped online quite a lot. Um, well, you know, after with COVID and all going on, I think we all did. We all shop a lot more often on the online. Do you get the same sort of like delivery services there in Southern Italy? Or does that affect anything? Um, well, individual companies wouldn't be able to do something like the way Amazon promises, like, you know, like next day shipping prime you know, prime shipping or two day or something like that. So if I need something quick, I'll probably default to Amazon just because I know I'll get it quickly. Um, but if it's some, some other type of specialized item that I really want, uh, and I'm willing to wait, I don't mind shopping around. Um, and I'll, you know, maybe something like I bought a drone last summer just so I could, you know, from, from, from the garden, just see around because there's I have a bit of land around the house. So I bought a drone. I figured it'd be cool toy to have. And, uh, and when I, when I bought the drone, I did go down the rabbit hole of research and looking at like those like top 10 drones for under a thousand dollars or, you know, that sort of thing. Those sort of articles just to see, um, you know, which had good reviews and that sort of stuff. When you started, I think looking that's for pretty that, standard. Though. Yeah. When you started looking for that, were you 
just going to those like Google searches and organic results or how'd you start? I did go to the organic results mainly because, um, when I decided I figured it would be cool to have a drone, I didn't, I don't know anybody that has a drone. I just see them on, on, you know, on videos and stuff. And so I didn't even have an idea of what, what, what brands are make drones, which is a good one, which isn't. So I just did like a classic, you know, best drones, uh, sort of Google, Google search and read a few of the top blogs, you know, with the, like the top five lists, that sort of thing, pros and cons price. So, um, and I understand that, you know, some of those, some of the information is just created by affiliate marketers because I, I also do that too, but, um, it, it's a, it's a good place to start. So that's usually the first thing I do because I know in, in 10 seconds I can, I can see drones and see specs and stuff. So that's how I ended up. I did end up going on to Amazon and buying it though. Um, <laughs> what made you yeah, choose that? It, um, all, all, well, all of the, all of the posts that I was looking at about the, the, all of the drones and the types of products, all those products, they were all linking to Amazon anyway. Um, uh, and they're all, they all come out of China or Asia anyway, all those products. So, um, Amazon was, it was, it promised pretty quick shipping. So, um, I just hopped over to Amazon and, um, and purchased it there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> What could have made you want to go to a D2C brand rather than jumping back over to Amazon? Um, I think if, like, if, if, if there's a, like a DTC brand, like if, if I, if I knew a, like a, a brand that sold drones, um, I, I would, I would probably buy, even if it was a couple of days longer shipping, because it's not, it's not an urgent purchase, right? I would probably buy directly from the, from the brand. Um, usually because those are the websites that uh, like have a bit more information about the, the products, whereas Amazon listings are pretty standard. And sometimes the English isn't even very good on some of those listings. So it's kind of, um, like you almost have to know what you're buying. You don't go on Amazon to research the details of a product. So. If, if there was, if I found like a, like, I don't know, a DTC brand that was shipping in Europe and, you know, the other things like price and all those stuff matched off, I would probably default to the DTC brand, but that usually isn't the case. Cool. All right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, do you have any other fun shopping stories? Uh, let's see. Um, that was that was the that was the I think the most recent um uh purchase that I've made, a substantial purchase, let's say, because it was like five hundred dollars or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that was a big one. Like the rest of it is um I use Amazon a lot for books. So that's usually I get a lot I read a lot of books now for like business and e commerce and entrepreneurship and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. Amazon's my default for that. Um in Italy, um, I think it's a little, it's not as, um, common as in the US to shop directly from the DTC brand because at least in the US, even though it covers a huge area, there's lots of DTC brands and they all ship domestically. Whereas in Italy, a lot of the DTC brands are not Italian brands. There, there would be, um, international brands and then usually shipping and then, so it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit less, um, there are a couple of more barriers to it, you know, mm-hmm. shopping directly in DTC. Okay, cool. 
All right. Well, let's switch over to um, talking about your company. You uh, kind of started with a really niche customer. And so that's one thing that I'm interested to hear about is like your views of of your customer and the shopping and just all of that. Yeah, well, I um, actually didn't. I, I I ended up, I started off very broad. So, like, so I, I sell e-bikes, as you know. Mm-hmm. And I was originally trying to sell e-bikes to everybody, um, all, all demographics, really. Um, and I did that for about a year. But what I found was, was that um, I wasn't really making anybody happy. I wasn't like, I was selling, I was selling e-bikes online, just like three or 400 other e-bike stores online, all selling the same products, the same price, the same stock photos. Mm-hmm. So it was all very vanilla to everybody. But uh, so I wanted to try to maybe make the store stand out a little bit differently, or maybe it'll be a little bit more, um, go go a little deeper, narrower and deeper. So I wanted to choose a demographic that I could probably speak to mm-hmm. uh, on, on a, maybe on a bit more of a deeper level. Um, and the only way to do that was to exclude all of the other demographics. So after a little bit of research, I, I figured uh, the hunting male hunters would be very unusual um, for e-bikes because there there was no marriage between e-bikes and hunters at the time, <laughs> or, or at least very little, because it is an unusual combination, I know. Yeah. Um, but um, for e-commerce, the, the store-wise, it made a lot of sense because it ticked a lot of boxes because those products are higher end products. So they're, they're better, like better made quality products. So they have less customer service issues after sale. And I was running the store on my own. So less customer service was, was good. Less headaches is good. And because they were higher end, there were higher price points. So the margin was, uh, was better. So I could sell less of them. And once I started doing that, I started communicating and talking on the phone with hunters and, and I had no idea how, how important it was to really understand who you're selling your products to. Because when you're trying to, when you're trying to just do like sell on like online, uh, the way I do, it's just a case of trying to get your products in front of as many people as possible and a small percentage will buy. But if you're not really going any, going any further than that, there's very little substance to it. So what I found was when I started selling specifically to hunters, I couldn't just say, Here's a bike, you know, buy it. Uh, there was a very steep learning curve because hunters have very specific requirements. And they're also a very, they're, they're a type of demographic that they're very straight talking. They're no BS type of characters. Uh, you can't, you can't, you can't just like spin a tail about, Oh, this is great. You, you know, it's going to do X, Y, you, you know, it's going to change your life. And you have to, you have to be very practical, very straightforward. No. No BS with them. And if they sniff any sort of BS or any sort of sales pitches, um, that they've, you've lost them. So, uh, what I found with these guys was that just the more helpful I can be, the better. And because they really, like, they really need, um, they really need a tool for a job. They're not getting to the office to break, to cut track, cut down traffic time or whatever. They like need something that has to perform. And it's really important that it does. And if it doesn't, they're, they're stuck in the woods. So it mm-hmm. becomes very, it's very important for them for their, like, even for their health and safety that, um, that they get the right thing. So there was a lot of long phone calls with, with hunters talking about the, the products and what type of, 
what ones would suit their type of hunting environment and what wouldn't because they're also very expensive products as well. So the, what I found was the buyer journey for them is very long because there's a lot of research because it's a large investment and they want to know 10 times over that it's definitely the right thing to do uh, before they pull the trigger, as they say, pull the trigger. So um, <laughs> that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've picked up a lot of the lingo as well. So um, I've just been talking to them for years. So because mm-hmm. I'm not a hunter, um, but I've gotten to understand hunters a lot better. Really cool. Were there any like specific engagements you had, you know, with a customer that stood out? Uh, there, there are a few that I still sometimes call upon when I'm trying to relate to other hunters to give them an example of something. Because I remember back in, it would have been late 2019. Um, I remember talking to this customer. We had lots of phone calls because he called me like for maybe every day for about two weeks because he still wasn't sure. And, he, and then when he finally made the purchase, um, we were on the phone about two weeks later and I just said to him, look, um, out of curiosity, like, uh, why did, like, I, I know that you, you say like you needed the bike, it's going to make life easier, but how did you come to the conclusion also that, you know, maybe an e-bike was the right thing to do? And apart from, you know, it's, it's quiet, it'll cover more terrain and you can carry more gear and drag stuff out and stuff like that. But he said it was actually his wife's idea, uh, for him to get the e-bike. Mm-hmm. And I'd never, I'd never thought about seeing it from, the hunter's family's point of view. So I was very intrigued. And I, so I was asking him like, what, what, like, why would your wife want you to go and invest on? I, I just, because I talk to hunters and they're like, I think it's cool, but I don't think the missus will approve, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, cause that, 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 that conversation happens a lot. But when, when he said that his wife, it was his wife's idea. Uh, when I asked him to elaborate, he said, well, I'm getting on in age and my knees aren't, aren't as, aren't, uh, aren't as strong as they used to be. And my wife would feel more comfortable knowing that I have a way to get in and out, even if I, you know, I may not be, I may be tired or I, my knee starts acting up or, uh, so I was like, that sort of opened my mind to, to like a whole deeper level of maybe there are like really, you know, like personal reasons why you like, why having, you know, having something or, you know, having in this case, having an e-bike to go hunting on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole different level to it, you know, like this guy's aging. He still wants to go hunting and the wife is thinking about his safety. So, uh, which is, a, I would never, it would never have occurred to me like to market to the wives of hunters, you know? Right. Um, but that, that really did open my eyes to like the, the idea of, yeah, I guess there is, there is more behind the hunter wanting a cool toy to go hunting on. Um, there are, there are, you know, certain, uh, you know, reasons also behind it. Um, and then there's, there, there are a bunch of hunters right now that, because the average hunter now is maybe like over 55 or between maybe 55 and 75. And they have come to the terms that, you know, they used to walk 10 miles in with like 50 kilos of gear on their back and they're just not able for it anymore. Or they've just had knee surgery. One guy had a knee replacement surgery and his doctor recommended an e-bike. And I was like, well, I'm surprised. I mean, I never, I would never dare give medical advice to try and sell something, but, uh, but I was like, uh, I was very intrigued by, um, by the, uh, I was like, okay, so your doctor said that like, and he's, so when, when this was actually, this was actually a conversation in a hunting forum. So we were engaging back and forth. 
And um, he was talking about how he was going to get the bike because the, the knee surgery and the doctor said that, you know, it's if he has the, like pedaling is a good idea, but it would be better if he wasn't doing all of the exertion himself. Because right. there's low impact, but he's still putting pressure on his knee to, you know, rotate and stuff. So if he had a, a pedal assist bike, he's doing a little, he's doing the movement, but the bike is doing like 90% of the work. Um, and I noticed that a lot of hunters were very interested in that because, well, they're all around the same age and we all have like my left, I'm 43 and my left knee sometimes gives me, gives me trouble. So like, we, we all, we all come to some sort of uh, conclusion that, you know, something is going to start not performing the way it used to. And hunters have that realization, um, because they, it can be grueling, uh, when they, when they have to go and cover a lot of terrain on foot. So, um, there is that sort of human side to it as well. They have to make these considerations. Mm-hmm. That goes a lot deeper than, than I guess a lot of most e-bike companies selling to people on the streets and for commutes, which is a much easier decision to make. Yeah. Yeah. It's either you want it or you don't want, or you can afford it or you can't afford it. It's, it's all very like you don't need and you don't even need to, you don't need to be writing lots of helpful content or educational research material for people that are doing the research. You just, you just put up your products and somebody will buy it because they like it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's a way of life in, 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 in hunters cases, it's a way of life for them. They don't, they're not, they're not people that like to go hunting. They, 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 they recognize themselves as hunters, like as a type of character, a type of person. It's not a hobby. It's, it's something they are, not something they do. And, uh, and now the option is that maybe they can continue hunting an extra five years. Whereas without something like an electric assist bicycle, they may have had to give up or hang up their bow as they, as they say, uh, Mm -hmm. a few years earlier, which then can have certain, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a human thing. Like if they can't do the thing that, that they recognize that they, they establish themselves as for their whole life and then they have to retire early because of like a bum knee or a dodgy back or, or like, a, you know, they had like neck surgery or something and, mm-hmm. and that's sort of traipsing around on rough terrain in boots for a weekend. Uh, and that, that sidelines them for the rest of their, for the rest of their life. So, um, it goes deeper than just selling them something they like. It's really cool. <clears throat> so I'm sure that you've just enjoyed the entire learning process over the last what, five years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, so it's, it, it was, a, it was a steep learning curve because once the phone starts ringing, you know, the, the people have questions. Um, but once I got into, once I, I, I really got into the, uh, understand who they are and why they are and how an e-bike could, you know, improve their, uh, their general status as a hunter make things easier for them and it's not about getting there quicker it's getting there without you know without breaking your back along the way and then sweating buckets and then giving away your scent before you even get to where you need to be um it just makes it makes them i don't want to say it makes them better hunters because it's a bit cheesy but uh, it, it can help them hunt more successfully when maybe physically they they would have had to maybe you know reduce the amount of hunting to do or cover less terrain or or stay more locally so it gives them that sort of freedom as well so like they that's why they really relate to me as a seller because i understand them and i'm not just trying to sell them something so 
it's um yeah it, 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 and you could do the same as well like with other demographics if if you know maybe people just really have a hard time um, paying for car petrol insurance Mm-hmm. And they commute to work and then you could relate, you know, they, 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 there, there's always a deeper understanding or a deeper reason why somebody will want to buy something. Um, in my case, I understand the hunter's, uh, logical thinking behind it because I, I'm, I'm knees deep in it. So that's cool. How do you usually communicate with them? So I'm, I'm, um, well, right now, I do get a lot of organic traffic to the website. So, um, hunters usually find me and when they do the phone ring or email or live chat, I do have a couple of guys now answering mm-hmm. the phone and we're all in the inbox. So they also answer some of the emails, but they're, they've, they got a crash course in hunters questions pretty quickly. So they had the same steep learning curve I did. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're all pretty knowledgeable now. So it's, uh, it's good. Um, do you use the forms yeah, so a lot? I, I used to do the, I used to be in there a lot more. Um, I got a bit lazy because forums are not like Facebook groups or it, the forums have been around for a long time, a long, a lot longer than Facebook has. And hunters are in forums because they've been around all that time. Um, but they don't have, like, they're not as intuitive. Like, for example, usually you won't get a notification if somebody mentions you in a, in a forum thread or if somebody asks a question about an e-bike. Um, so you, you need to be going in there, uh, regularly just to see what people are talking about or see if you can help somebody or answer a question or, or just see, or even just start to start a question and say mm-hmm. something like a lot, like, uh, sometimes I'll go in and say, I haven't posted in a while. Sorry guys, it's been very busy. But if you do have any questions about, uh, hunting on an e-bike, you know where I am, you know, you just, you know, reply to the thread and I'll be more than happy to answer questions. And that usually does work. Um, you know, I do get some engagement that way because after like a couple of years of being in the same forum, you get to know these guys. Some of those guys become your customers and, uh, and well, and, and if, if, if you, if you, if you blew smoke, um, in a forum and you get customers from it, you're not going to get any more customers from the forum because it's like a family in those like hunters mm-hmm. in the, in those forums. So, and it's all public as well. People can read those threads. So. If you're not genuine, uh, you're not going to be around there. For, you won't be around for very long. So <laughs> I do engage in forums, um, but that's just because that's usually where hunters are. That was a lot. Thank you so much for all that insight. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm glad. Once once I start talking about hunters, it all just comes out because it's. Uh, <laughs> I've had I've had conversations with them for hours and hours late into evenings. All right. So actually, there is more to this interview. We go on to talk about marketing and online business for another 15 minutes. And if you're in e-commerce, you're going to want to check it out. It is available on our Substack. So if you want to listen, email me at jason at elevated-commerce.com and I will hook you up with a premium subscription for free so you can check it out anytime. All right. Until next Tuesday, have fun.